Attention, this important consumer alert is brought to you by the Structured Settlement Cash Hotline. Did you know it's possible to receive upfront money in one large payment from your Structured Settlement? Yes, you can. If you're receiving a Structured Settlement spread out over time and you want to access your money today, call us. It's your future cash. Why not put it in your hands today? Don't wait any longer. This is the best solution if you need money to pay your bills or even help a family member who's been affected during this global time of crisis. Everyone needs a little money right now, and our hotline is here for you. If you have a structured settlement where you're getting money spread out over time and you want it faster, call now. This simple 10-minute call can get your money now. The call is free and it costs you nothing. 800-965-7987. 800-965-7987. 800-965-7987. That's 800-965-7987. Hi there, this is Joan Van Ark, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts wants a reminder that the next edition of TV Confidential will premiere next week on the station at the usual time. Our guests will include Michael Sloan, Michael Sloan, creator and producer of The Equalizer. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, we will close out this week's program by playing more of our conversation with screenwriter and novelist Marvin J. Wolf. Marvin's joining us via Zoom, his latest book, They Were Soldiers, The Sacrifices and Contributions of a Vietnam Veterans, profiles 50 men and women who not only served their country in Vietnam, but went on to make further sacrifices and important contributions not only to their community, but to the country at large. Among the veterans profiled in They Were Soldiers are Oliver Stone, Colin Powell, and Chuck Hagel. They Were Soldiers, available in a hardcover and as an ebook through Nelson Books, an imprint of Thomas Nelson. You can also find it at Amazon.com, where books are sold online. The audiobook edition of They Were Soldiers is available through Audible. Oliver Stone, for one, was receptive to the idea of talking to you and Joe. Were there people, were there anyone you approached that for whatever reason didn't want to talk about their story? About one out of three. Then there was one that wouldn't talk to me until she would. And I'd like to talk about that. Eileen Moore is a appellate judge in the state of California. She's down in Santa Ana. And she had been a Vietnam nurse. And uh, she's been very active for many years in uh, veterans' courts. Veterans' courts was a California invention that spread to a number of states. And in veterans' court, or any court, if you have the right lawyer, if you invoke the statute, mm-hmm. if you are uh, accused of a nonviolent crime, for the most part, you can a- ask to be entered into this program. And if they allow you in the program, you get evaluated first by a VA doctor or a VA uh, psychologist. You get a whole workup. And if they accept you in a program, they send you to school. They detox you if that's part of your problem. You plead guilty to the crime. You get a suspended sentence. And then for the next two or three years, you work your way back into society. And when you're ready, they just drop the charges, wipe the record, and you go on your merry way now as a productive member of society. And Eileen has been a mentor to many of those people. I found out about her on the Internet just by doing a search. I was looking for nurses, generally. So it's not hard to find her phone number. She's a appellate judge. So I I called her office and I told told the secretary, I'm a Vietnam veteran, I'm writing a book, and I'd like to talk to the judge Moore. She said, wait a minute, next two minutes later, I'm talking to Judge Moore. 
So I, I told her who I was, and I started asking her questions. She said, wait, wait, wait. You want me to talk about my experiences? I said, yes. She said, no, 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 no. I can't do it. No, no, I'll be, I'll be ruined for the rest of the week, and I have work to do. I, I just can't do it. I'm sorry that you hung up on me. Well, I knew the one person who might convince her to talk to me, and that is Diane Carlson Evans. Now, Diane Carlson Evans is also in our book. Mm-hmm. She was a Vietnam nurse, and she is the person who put 10 years, 10 years of her life without without earning a dime to create the Woman's Memorial at the Vietnam uh, Memorial Wall. And so if you were a Vietnam nurse, you know who Diane Carlson Evans is. It happens that I know Diane for many years. Joe knows her for, for many years. So I called her, and I said, would you be kind enough to please call this Vietnam nurse and ask her to please talk to me? Well, you can't say, if you're a Vietnam nurse, you can't say no to Diane. Well, so she talked to me. It was a remarkable story. It's all in the book. So that was, a, that was a real victory. And then I went looking for people in different parts of the country. I wanted to try to have people all over, and I came across a Shoshone Indian Ratliff, Scotty Ratliff. Scotty Ratliff uh, was wounded uh, in the first or second month he was in Vietnam. Almost had his left arm taken off. Lost all use of it. They couldn't reconnect the nerves. He was an alcoholic for many years, like many Native Americans. But he overcame that and he came, went to college, got a master's degree, got a second master's degree. Was a school counselor. Was a champion rodeo rider with one arm, if you believe it. Mm-hmm. Was... Uh, four or five terms in Wyoming legislature. And then when he got out of that, he's an unofficial advisor. He's a paid advisor to one of the two U.S. senators from Wyoming. They're both Republicans. I thought it'd be interesting to talk to him, and it was. He was very forthright. I also uh, wanted to get a donut dolly in there if you want. In Vietnam, you don't know what that is, probably. I've not heard the term, no. Well, the term goes back to World War II, where the Red Cross sent women to help men when they were back from the front lines. There were no front lines in Vietnam, I should add. They were back from the front lines, and these well-groomed young American women would serve donuts and coffee and uh, talk to these people, just try to get them out of their post-combat shell a little bit. They did the same thing in Vietnam, in Korea, and they did the same thing in Vietnam. But in Vietnam, uh, a war without front lines... They would fly them out with a helicopter two or three at a time, like nuns. And they would would bring cold drinks and cookies or something like that, and they would play various kinds of group participation games with the troops. So who can name all 50 state capitals? Who can name all the presidents? And so forth and so on. The whole idea being just to try to give them a talk a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well... I had talked to one, and she was she was very skittish. And finally, she said, "I want to read anything that you write about me, and I'm not sure I should be doing this." And I said, "Okay." And I just put the, I just put the interview away. And then I found Mary Coho, who was a Navajo, a Dine, uh, who was a teacher and a counselor, and for many years part of the tribe, one of the reservations. Uh, representatives in Congress trying to to get grants to keep a school going. Most people think that the, uh, the Navajo have this one enormous reservation 
that includes parts of Arizona, Colorado, and uh, New Mexico, but they also have two satellite reservations, and one of them quite small down in the southern part of New Mexico, and that's where she's at. And about 30 years ago, they did something really remarkable. They took all of their students out of the Bureau of Indian Affairs school, where they were not allowed to speak their native language, and they started their own schools where they taught the native language, and language is culture. So Mary, who had grown up speaking it but had forgotten most of it, got an interview. <laughs> she had to have a translator. And eventually they accepted her. This is after she came back from Vietnam. She had a master's degree. In Vietnam, she was a, uh, a donut dolly. She was the only Native American donut dolly that she never knows about who's been going to reunions for 35 or 40 years. Has never met another one. Huh. So, remark remarkable woman. Mary Coho and Scott Ratliff are two of the uh, 50 people that uh, Marv Wolf and Joseph Galloway profiled, and they were soldiers. They were soldiers, the sacrifices and contributions of our Vietnam veterans, profile of 50 men and women who not only served the U.S. in Vietnam, but went on to make further sacrifices and important contributions to our country, including government service, office holders, healers, and as artists and professionals. They were soldiers available in hardcover and as an ebook through Nelson Book, an imprint of Thomas Nelson, available Amazon.com, wherever you find books. They were soldiers also available as an audiobook. This is something I didn't know about you, Marv. I've known you for 25 years. And every time, every, every time I talk to you, I learn something about you. Statistically, you did not have to go to Vietnam. You did not have to serve as a soldier. But you did because the idea of service is very near and dear to you personally. That's true. I also had a selfish reason. I was looking at trying to make a career in journalism, mm -hmm. and I thought that might be a good start. I, I had served, by way of explaining why I didn't have to serve, I had joined the Army out of high school at 17. Mm -hmm. I served three years and two months and one day on my first hitch, all of it in the infantry, uh, I had some very interesting assignments. I spent one year in an infantry rifle company 30 miles from the demilitarized zone, or as we put it, 29 miles and one mile safety from the North Korean clans. <laughs> we were one mile beyond their range, we hoped. I came back from that and went to Fort Benning, and I was a, taught to be a ranger instructor, not a ranger instructor, but an instructor in the ranger school hand-to-hand -hand combat, bayonet, and methods of instruction for your uh, physical training. And then came the Berlin Wall crisis. And at that time, the Army had been shutting down bases and training bases. And the process of shutting down Fort Jackson, South Carolina, a major base. Now it looks like we're going to be going to war, this is 1962, with Russia the Berlin Wall crisis. Mm -hmm. So they started opening that base up and they didn't have near enough people to be drill sergeants. I was the junior sergeant on a committee where we were about 30 sergeants. So they drafted me to become a drill sergeant. I was 20 years old, five feet, four inches tall. 
I was a drill sergeant. Mm -hmm. So you know what you do when you don't know how to do it? You fake it. Yep. And so I faked it, and it worked. You know, you just got to believe in yourself. That's right. That, that's half the battle. It's, that's the whole battle. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you have... The base had torn down half their housing, so instead of having 45 men platoons, we had 90 men platoons. Mm -hmm. You know, and these were 90 guys off the streets of Philadelphia, New York, Newark, New Jersey, and Point South. Give them an inch, they'll take a mile. So you can't even falter for one second. You just got to be the coolest, toughest guy, and you got to run their legs off. Yeah. And show them that you can run faster and farther than they can. And they, after that, they don't challenge you very much. Because you've earned their respect. You've proven yourself. You got to do it. Yeah. Marv Wolf is the co-author, along with Joseph Galloway, of They Were Soldiers, The Sacrifices and Contributions of Our Vietnam Veterans, a new book that profiles 50 men and women who not only served in Vietnam, but went on to make further sacrifices and important contributions both to their own community and to the country at large. Marv will be back next week to share a few more stories about some of the people profiled and they were soldiers. Among other things, he will share a couple stories that illustrate the divided reception that Vietnam War veterans such as himself faced when they came home from the war. That is coming up next week on TV Confidential. In the meantime, They Were Soldiers is available in hardcover and as an ebook through Nelson Books, an imprint of Thomas Nelson. You can also find it at Amazon.com, where refined books are sold. The audiobook edition of They Were Soldiers is available through Audible. That'll do it for our program this week, folks. Ed Robertson, behalf of Tony Figueroa, and Donna Allen, Phil Grace, and Greg Airbar. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we will talk to you next time on TV Confidential. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Don Wells. Eric Braden. Samson Williams. Troy Finnis. Peter Borschel. Lindsay Wagner. Loretta Sweat. Ben Asner. A uh, lovely, enchanting interview. It's all the conversation. It wasn't an interview. Well, thank you. That's that's what I try to do. That's what I, I try to make this a conversation. You made it. That's TV Confidential every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 866-490-3991-866-490-3991-866-490-3991. Become a TV Confidential Confidant and receive unlimited access to the last five years of TV Confidential, plus other members-only content. 
Go to televisionconfidential.com slash join. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.